Welcome to The Practice Podcast, a show created by lawyers to help lawyers in life and business without all the complicated lawyer language. Let's welcome Bast Amron founders and your hosts, Jeff Bast and Brett Amron. Hello, we are excited to welcome a special guest. Today we have on the podcast, Mitchell Panter. Mitch is the founding member or a founding member of Panter, Panter, and San Pedro, a Miami law firm specializing in all forms of personal injury, wrongful death, medical malpractice, product liability, all the things you don't want, sexual assault, the things you don't want to hear about and seek, food contamination, premises liability, you guys cover it all. Mitchell is a board certified civil trial lawyer certified by the Florida Bar, and he's also board certified by the National Board of Trial Advocacy and Civil Trial Advocacy. And he has also started, we'll probably touch on this today, the Panther, Panther, and San Pedro Referral Network. Welcome, Mitchell. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Look forward to helping out the audience and educating people today. All right. Excellent. If you've ever driven down US-1, north or south in US-1, and you're at Kendall Drive, you know Kendall Drive and US-1, we've are. been there for 30 plus years. Right. It's uh, close to home. It's a pleasure to be there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we love it. Yeah, that's a great spot. Great location. So and welcome. It, thank you. Thank and, you. Pleasure uh, to be here. I just want to know, I have one question. The firm name is Panter, Panter, and San Pedro. Which Panter are you? It depends on the day. <laughs> we started off many years ago, and um, I was doing insurance defense for the first five years out. Uh, Brett was working with a gentleman named Ron Bushbaum. So it was Bushbaum and Panther. Ron was doing mostly insurance defense. Brett was doing a little bit of the PI work. Ron left and it became Panther and Panther. A few years later, David joined and uh, became Panther, Panther and San Pedro. He's the older brother, so I'll give him that. (laughs) Uh, My claim to fame is I always say I'm the better looking one and he's the older one. So we're good to go with that. You're both young. Come on. So, (laughs) and what is it, what's it like uh, being partners with your brother? So it's interesting because when your kids are, by the way, that we're going to have him on. At yeah, some no worries point. at all. So no worries at all. We, for as little kids, <laughs> you, you fight back and forth. But um, I pretty much followed a lot of his trail. So it worked out well. He went to the University of Michigan a few years before me. I had an opportunity to go there as well. So I wound up going to Michigan as well. He did a nice trip abroad. So in his junior year of college, he went to Denmark. I chose to go skiing. And so I went to Austria for a year abroad. (laughs) We both came down here to the University of Miami. And that's pretty much where we started together because I believe he was a third year and I was in my first year, oh, 83, something like that. I've been practicing 35 years. the man. Yeah, exactly. That's okay. (laughs) I've been called worse. Uh, That's all right. How many years in between? Uh, So you guys were in law school together. Three years, but I skipped a year um, back there. So it wound up being only two years. So he was in his last year and I was in my first year. We lived together in Kings Creek down in South Area. I went and did my own thing for a few years while he was with Ron. We joined up together. You know, it's one of those things, husband, wife, brothers, it either works or it doesn't work. You know, you can't divorce your brother. Um, right. So it's a little bit better. If you have that level of trust and confidence with right, one another, right. you fight and you get over it which is what family does. And so it works out really well for us. David came on board and he's the younger brother and uh, it's a great relationship. We work well. well. Kudos to you guys for that. Being partners with anybody is difficult, right? I mean, it's just a, I wouldn't say being difficult. It's difficult with you, Jeff, for sure. It's not. It's a marriage though. There's no doubt about it. For sure. sure. And it's it's work. Um, Absolutely. So adding in that extra layer of family is just another 
layer. And, that, but that I will say it either works or it doesn't work. Sure. And, and you have to work at it. Yeah, yeah. All the time, right? Yeah. And so kudos but to you. But we're guys. so diverse and different and it's really interesting because that helps. His, we'll look at a case together and his thoughts will be X and mine will be Y. Right. And somewhere in between is where it really should be and winds up being. So it's great to have that sounding board and the differences of opinion. Well, that's what makes a great partnership. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. right. We actually recorded an episode about that very topic. Partner, what makes a partnership work? And it's that exactly uh, yeah, that. Yeah, you got to work at it. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's yeah. like any relationship, and you mentioned it too. It's built upon trust. And that's and with a, huge a family thing. member, right. you should have a baseline layer of trust. But True. if you don't have trust, then you got to. And it makes it so much easier because, and, and also when you, you, know, you get an argument with your wife, you, you get over it and you move on and you go to the next issue and you go there. So that's how we work it and, and it works well. Yeah, trust and communication are key. So that's great. So you guys now, do you still do insurance defense or have you now moved over? Early to, early on, Brett, yeah. I think with Ron Bushbaum did a little bit of insurance defense. Mm-hmm. I did major insurance defense for five years. I worked for a firm that I did oyster cases was a big thing. I represented an oyster producer mm-hmm. um, and had a bunch of those cases. I represented the Bartolo Mall and their landlord-tenant cases and things of that nature. And actually, it was a great firm because I had trials throughout the state and did a lot of that. Once I joined with Brett, we pretty much bailed on all the insurance defense work. We will do an occasional defense case. And it's interesting because if we've sued a doctor from malpractice, that doctor has called us and said, hey, I don't have insurance, but I need some representation in a case. And so we've done that. Family and friends that have been involved in auto accidents where they need the personal counsel approach, we've done that. But 99% of our work is the plaintiff-oriented kind of work. Yeah. You guys have a phenomenal network, and we'll get into that in a minute. But how do you source that work? Because there are any number, you drive up and down 95, you drive up and down any major road, and there's any number of billboards with personal injury lawyers out there. So so you can get into marketing and you can get into advertising, but we like more the grassroots. Mm-hmm. So we didn't just pump millions of dollars like some of them do to the advertising. I've been the past president of the Young Lawyers for the Dade County Bar. David was Young Lawyers past president of the bar. Mm-hmm. I've been past president of the South Miami Kendall Bar. I'm now involved in BNI. David and Josh and uh, Al, our associate, have been involved in BNI. We've started the Panther Panther and San Pedro Network. We've also advertised. We advertise in TV and radio, social media. But our passion is to help the community. I've always said that I wanted to be a big fish in a little pond. So I don't need to go to Broward and Palm Beach and the Keys. I want our little area, our South Miami area, mm-hmm. and I want everybody to know us. And with that in mind, we went last week with uh, Thanksgiving. We gave away more than 2,500 turkeys awesome. uh, between South Miami Community Center down there and then mm-hmm. up at Miami Gardens. So people know us, but it's because we're doing good. We are not bigger as not better. Um, we believe in customer <laughs> service. Yeah. Um, I know you guys do as well. That's yeah. why you are where you are and what you're yeah. doing and you're helping people in the community. When we formed the Panther Panther and San Pedro Network, it was not about money. It was about helping people. When somebody calls you on the phone and says, hey, I want to do X, and you say, no, that's not my area of practice, but wait a second, these guys do it, and Brett can do it, and Josh can do it, and mm-hmm. Mike can do it, and, and we send it to people that we've met and we've talked to. Building relationships, I guess, is where it all starts, and that's how you build the relationship and the name for the community. Yeah. Yeah, and we've talked about that a lot on the podcast, and we talk about that here with our younger lawyers, which is, and thank you for sort of highlighting that, which is building relationships is key. And it's a marathon, not a sprint. Absolutely. And it takes years. And it sounds like you guys have done that in the community. So it's funny, we were talking yesterday with um, somebody who has a young kid and they're trying to get their young child into one of these premier schools and the significance and importance of being in that school, mm-hmm. knowing that 
25 years down the road, your classmates at fourth grade and fifth grade are going to be Florida Supreme Court justices or CEOs of corporations or doctors or Indian chiefs. And the relationships that you build early on, how Mm -hmm. that develops, LinkedIn is one of the greatest things now because everybody knows everybody and you're getting LinkedIn and connected. Social media. But the building, the relationships, the trust, the working with other people, the referring cases back and forth and doing a good job. I refer somebody a case. I want to make sure, because my name's on the line, that they're doing a good job Mm -hmm. and they're quality people. And so everybody in our network, hopefully, is a quality person doing quality work. And so that's, that's an important aspect of it because it shows on us. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember when we joined the referral network. So just for our listeners, your firm started this referral network. It has members. I don't know how many members are. So probably about 15 years ago, we decided we were familiar with BNI and BNI is a business networking group, but it's very controlled and you have to go every Thursday or every Tuesday. It's 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 an hour and a half. Let's just call it. Okay. I I won't go there because I'm a member now, but it's it's really, (laughs) but it it produces and it benefits. So we wanted to have a network group where, again, we didn't say we don't do it. So what we did was we sent out a card to roughly 8,000 lawyers in our community. And we said, hey, we'd like to meet with you. We'd like to have you part of our group. No fees, no dues, no costs, no mandatory mandatory meetings. It was an issue of, I would meet you. And so like you guys, we had you come, we met, we went to lunch. We We like you, you're people, you're nice people, you run a good business, you know what you're doing. So we have you in our network. We've got probably about 150 members in Dade and probably about 50 in Broward. We grew up in Hollywood. So we've got those members too. But every area of law is covered. So real estate, probate, guardianship, immigration, criminal, civil, taxation. We want when people call us because they do through the advertising to say, hey, call Bass and Amron. They do this kind of work. Call Patu because she does immigration. Call anybody that does criminal work. And so we built that network. And even now I've been doing like you guys, the podcast to try to keep our members involved and because kind of hard to have these individual meetings anymore, but yeah. continue to keep people educated, mm-hmm. help the network, help the members and help the community like yeah. you guys are doing now. This right. is great. Yeah. I mean, I think um, that's exactly what I was going to say is when, when you guys contact, I can't remember if you contacted us or how, somehow we got connected for the network. We actually met in person. Absolutely. You know, we we did that with everybody. To get to know each other. So it's not just, you're not just referring when you refer someone to Bass Amron for bankruptcy and commercial litigation, you're not just sending them to a, a person you've heard of. No, it's somebody that you've met. It's somebody you actually met, you're familiar right. with their practice and how, you know, their approach. And you spend a few minutes right. with them and you learn a little bit about right. them. And when you right. know somebody and you know their background and you know where they're coming it's from and, and their relationship in the community and they're, right. they're, you know, you guys have a great reputation in the community and that's huge because when we're referring somebody to you guys for bankruptcy, commercial litigation, whatever it is that you do, we want to make sure that the client is getting mm-hmm. taken care of. Exactly. And we know with, Bass and Amron, of course they are. Same, right, yeah. And likewise, anyone, basically anyone in the network we know has been vetted at some level. And so there's a certain amount of- Confidence. Trust. Yes. There's a certain amount of trust. So, and I like that because I hate when a client calls and has a need and we can't fulfill it. Not that I hate this, but- I would hate the idea that we can't help them. We're just saying, sorry, we can't help you. We never do that. Well, that's If we, if we can't help them, we're going to help them find someone Correct. who can. Whatever right. that area is, if it's in a network or somewhere else, geographically somewhere else, a different practice area, whatever it is, we never just 
turn a client away and, and say, and, sorry. And that's, that was part of the idea of what we wanted to do. So yeah. I'm also a member of a group called the Pinecrest Business Association. And Grant Miller came to us and said, hey, we want to form a non-cult group, mm-hmm. but we want to do three things. We want to be able to help people in the community. And part of that is we've raised over half a million dollars for the community in giving schools money directly to help with computer labs and landscaping and things of that nature. It also is networking. So there are local business people within our community that we meet monthly and it's have a nice lunch. And then also government relations. So we were involved. The village of Pinecrest did not have anybody representing the businesses. It was just community-based with the neighbors and the people that lived there because that was where their money was. But the 600 plus businesses within the village of Pinecrest needed some representation. So we formed that group. And now we have a group of businesses, restaurants, what's plumbers, the, electricians. The this group? It's called Sorry. the Pinecrest Business Association. Okay. Every little community's right. got one. There's right. the Palmetto Bay one. There's a Coral Gables one. But it's in our community. And it's last weekend was Small Business Weekend. And it's a great opportunity to do business with yeah. one another. One of the community activities we're doing now is a giveaway. We spoke to a restaurant and a dance studio and other people in our community that are small businesses, and we got them to give us a, a gift certificate. So, And we're giving away through our platform those gift certificates. We're benefiting the community. We're benefiting our audience, our customers, our clients, our people, and getting the good recognition for doing good in the community. And to give them a plug, I mean, I, I follow Grant Miller on LinkedIn. I always give Grant plugs. He's great. He's a great <laughs> follow because he's always going around Everywhere the community. Everywhere and anywhere. And plugging local business right. uh, wherever he is and, and introducing new restaurants and stores and things like and that. And that's a lot and, what we were very altruistic with the Panther Panther and San Pedro Network. It mm-hmm. wasn't about us making the money. It was about helping other young lawyers. You mm-hmm. guys are young. Helping the young lawyers develop and we giving them a young. platform. You're younger than me. So, so helping them so. helping them develop <laughs> their platform. And the purpose or one of the purposes of our group was not only to refer the cases, but if you have a question, I'm going in front of Judge Smith tomorrow. What's Judge Smith like? I have to file this motion. Can anybody help me on this motion? Who buys my health insurance? How do I buy staples? Right. Um, and that was the point to be able to help people. And if you do that, you develop the trust, the relationship, and you help people, it comes back to you. Yeah. I noted also in your LinkedIn profile that your description or your profile is called, it says personal injury attorney, board certified trial attorney, and community advocate. And I was going to ask and, you about well, that. Well, it's, it's really just, important. Let's talk it. about the board certification. So before you can get to the level that I'm at, I've been a lawyer for 35 years, you have to build up the abilities. Right. And so both Brett, I, or all, Brett, I, and David are, are all board certified, board certification in personal injury, civil trial law. So that means that we've tried 50, 75, 80, 100 cases. I did a little criminal work, so I tried some criminal cases in my younger days. Uh, but you first have to develop that skill set to know how to try a case. At this point in our careers, we don't necessarily get to try cases as often because of the courthouse having problems and COVID, obviously. But prior to this circumstance, we went down and tried cases from the big, huge medical malpractice, product liability cases. I've argued in the Florida Supreme Court. I've argued in all the appellate courts throughout the state. We've been throughout the state in different cases, both from my plaintiff side and my defense side. And we've gained the respect and admiration of a lot of judges and people in the community on our other side. 
Mm-hmm. Again, we went to law school with people who are now lawyers on the other side, judges yeah. in cases yeah, with that's us. Right. And, you know, if you're a nice person then, you're going to be a nice person now. And the opposite also holds true. <laughs> but those relationships that we built with those people, that respect, that reputation. And I tell all my young lawyers, reputation is everything, man. If you're going to be an idiot, it's going to stick with you. You're a nice guy. It's going to stick with you. Judges go to lunch with one another and they talk with one another. You're going to go home and talk to your wife. You had a case with so-and-so and they were good or bad or different. So, you know, the reputation in the community is huge and we work yeah. really hard every day to make sure that it's a it, stellar it, reputation. It takes years to build your reputation, but you can destroy one it second. in yeah, one second. And, and yeah. especially one here act, in Miami, right. well, two things. Number one, here in Miami, yeah. which is a really small loud, town, small, small town, yeah. um, but more importantly, social media now. Social media plays such a huge role in our daily lives yeah. and how that's playing. And so it's funny because our advertising started off with the yellow pages and we were on page, whatever Maybe it was. Maybe we should explain for our listeners. What Yellow Pages what is. Yellow, 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 yellow Pages yellow. back in the day <laughs> was a book pages, that, that um, right. <laughs> instead of going on Google.com, you went to this right. big, thick book and you really had to fight hard to get yeah. to be the first Can page, second page, yeah. the third page. That went away. And then, you know, you get to radio and radio is okay, but it's a 15 second blip and you're going to yell and scream and holler at people about how great you are and how much money you get, or you're going to offer some helpful advice. Mm-hmm. You got TV, which also provides an, a, you know, an atmosphere of, of, okay, they can see you and see your building and see what you look like. And I don't know how much trust it develops. Maybe it's humor because some of them- Do you guys do TV so, advertising? So we do did TV, but our advertising has always been different. We did learn from Morgan, to be honest with you. Probably about 30 years ago, I went to a seminar before John Morgan became this huge behemoth. And he was really kind and really gracious and said, hey, anybody that's interested in advertising, come on up and see me. We did. We took a trip, road trip up to Orlando, met with him. He helped us out and developed our uh, advertising. He went on to become this huge behemoth and and a whole different world. And I respect him for what he's done. But we chose that we wanted to use our advertising and a platform to educate people. We don't yell. We don't scream. We don't flash dollar signs. But rather, we educate people on what the law is. We educate people on our relationship with our clients, that bigger is not better, but the customer service, which is a huge thing in our industry that's overlooked oftentimes. We get on the phone. When they call, they call. They speak to Brett, to Mitch, to Dave, to Al. We talk to them, not a case manager. I'm sure you guys do that as well. You have your own clients that call and speak to you guys and talk to people. One of the biggest complaints that the Florida bar gets all the time is lack of communication. (laughs) So if you communicate with people, it's huge. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah. run down a list of all of, of, all our, of our podcasts. Pod- yeah, we just That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> we just released one or we just recorded one recently about communication. Communication. About, and, yeah. and, but it's important. It's yeah. not only is it important because you cover your bases and you make sure you've got a record of it, but it helps people understand. I get calls every day. My case is two years old. I've never met my lawyer. You know, my case is six yeah. months old. I don't know what kind of coverage there is. And you know what? I think I think in every practice area there is a need for some of that. Like in the bankruptcy world. There are bankruptcy lawyers who can file a bankruptcy for $1,000 or $1,500. I don't know what the low rate is nowadays. Those people are going to meet their lawyer as they're walking into the creditor's meeting to testify under oath for the first time. Right. That's the first time they're going to meet their lawyer, if then. But they are getting a service, and a lot of them can use that. The problem is so many of them have complexities that are case that needs a lawyer's attention. Sure. And, you know, we can't do 1500 because I'm going to spend time with them. We spend a lot of time with our clients and communicate with them and meet with them and prep them. And we do practice sessions with them before they go to court and things like that. And so 
but I do recognize that there is a need for that. I, there's that, there's, that a, there's level a need. It's service, same thing with the, you know? with the multi the big law firms that do personal injury, right. and they do the volume practice. Right, because you guys but they churn them. Those. They get them in, they get them out, but they don't get the top dollar for their clients. They're not right. giving them the attention. They're not talking to them. They're not getting them to the right doctors. They're not getting them to the right insurance people. Mm-hmm. When you have a smaller firm, and we never wanted to be big. We're five lawyers, sixteen staff all together, and we want to be able to know all of our clients. So we don't have ten thousand clients that are out there that don't know who we are, right. what we are. Right. You know, we have a, a nicer number, a manageable number of clients. Each of our clients have our number and call us. With technology nowadays, you can text. So they can text us and we respond back from their case file, the project is called, and we're able to communicate. And again, communication is key and yeah. talking to people is important. So where do you see, I mean, networking obviously has evolved over the decades, right? And the years, I mean, it's changed. And so is advertising and marketing. There's been a, obviously a, with the pandemic and I don't want to get into the whole, oh, well now the pandemic and all that. But I do think that there's some things that have changed, have probably changed forever as a result of that. And just the, I'd say the flexibility that people are employing now in terms of whether they're in the office, whether they're going to events, appearing in court by Zoom instead of actually going to court and standing outside a courtroom and talking to people. So, being a master networker, my term, but I really think it, it holds you. for you guys. You guys are great at it. Where do you see sort of networking now and where's it going to go? Where are the things that have come out of the pandemic? It's difficult. Yeah. Um, I'll grant you that. We've been fortunate with our firm and we've been able to continue to stay in the office. We're vaccinated and we're boosted and we're safe, yeah. um, have been from day one and continue to be. But our clients have access to us by Zoom. We have a new computer program. The software now is such that people can text us and directly get into their particular case. Mm-hmm. The relationships are harder. Yeah. You know, I've got two kids that are lawyers and my older son is a lawyer in New York in a big firm. He hasn't been in the office in two years. Mm. What year out of practice is he? He's in his fifth year. Fifth year. And he's in New York City in the big city and one of these big monster buildings like you guys. And and it's empty. And nobody goes into Mm. work. And yes, he meets with people and he talks to people and he Zooms and he this is and that. But the the, the rubbing up, the going to lunch, the having a a cocktail after drink, it stinks. It's interacting with people that you're not involved in the case that he's losing. Of course. And the ability to meet. So we are seeing, I mean, you guys have done it too, Zoom meetings. How many Zoom meetings have you been to where you have a drink, they have a drink, and you drink together on the Zoom or you talk about your cases? It just doesn't do the same. My younger son's a lawyer in Atlanta. He does employment law. He never went into his office. He's just a year and a half out. He's never had Mm. the opportunity. And they miss out. The camaraderie. They're doing their work. They're getting and doing things. I don't envision or see the courts getting open for a while. Number one, we've got COVID, but number two, our courthouse is is a shambles. And and I don't physically want to be in that building. I just don't feel safe with it. In three years, when they build a new one, maybe- just wear a hard hat. They just have a new dress code. I mean, I've been away 30-something years, and I remember as a young kid going into that courthouse and and thinking, my God, this building is is horrible. You go up top, and it was falling down. You go down low, and it was flooded. So it's we've needed a new courthouse for years, and we still do. It's a whole new wave of people. It's a whole new wave of judicial system. But it's moving. We're doing. We are back now. I'm going this afternoon to a group meeting. The Pinecrest Business Association has had meetings. We wear masks if needed. We are close. We're, you know, we're not so close to each other. I don't like it. I don't think it's as good as where we were. I think it's problematic, but I think we all have to understand and realize it's not going away. Yeah. You're going to have the next strain and the next this and the next that, and people are going to go want to go out and want to be out. I mean, I went right. to the Heat game last night, yep. and there was 
I would say more people without masks than with masks and how many were vaccinated and how many were boosted. I don't know the answer to that. I try to tell people, be smart and, and protect yourself, my kids, my family, everybody. How the law changes as a result of that will be interesting. I'm reading now depositions and there's people that are taking depositions virtually, but I'm sending a text to my client during the middle of a deposition, which maybe isn't kosher. And the Supreme Court is saying, no, that's not a good thing. You can't do that. So we're going to have to grow with it. We're going to have to learn ethically how we do it morally how we do it, legally how we do it. And there will be a lot of case law that comes out. There's still trials going on. You got, you know, a lot of all across the country, but it's going to be different. And hopefully we'll all grow with it and learn a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I think that exactly your last comment that we should view this as it's been a little road bump, but but we've learned, we've picked up so many you lessons. guys are still going and to court. You guys yeah, are still yeah, working no, cases. You're still doing stuff. That are, are People are going bankrupt. Bank, bankruptcy <laughs> judges are now, most of them are hybrid. So they've now, which is great because they've set up the technology where you can appear by Zoom. Right. You can be in the courtroom and still see someone that's appearing by Zoom. So this has forced them to put a camera at the podium, a camera by the bench. You know, it's much more effective. It's cost so, efficient. Exactly. It's, it's quicker. It's easier. It's, it is, and it's, it, better know, it's got than, a lot of benefits. And it's better. They've been doing telephonic hearings for ages. Right. It's just better than telephone. Right. A video is better than telephone. And, and, you know, and the, the, the fact that everybody's doing it right. and we're learning how to do it and right. we're figuring exactly. it out is is huge. But it's also a huge difference between the video yeah. and being in person. For and sure. I've talked a lot about how the, the opportunity for resolution is so dramatically diminished by Zoom because you resolve matters often face to face in court when you're there and you're both there and nobody's uh, But the counter to that is how easy is mediation now? I'm in my office. My client is in their home. The adjuster is here. You know, we're still moving cases. Things are still resolving. But I agree. The face-to-face is... Those are the the easy mediations are the easy ones. So the easy ones to solve, it's the hard cases that need to be inconvenient. It needs to be a little painful. True. Well, and and sometimes you want to get in the room. You, You know, in our cases on the civil side, you know, sometimes we get the clients together. Yeah, without helps. the lawyers right, and right. face-to-face sitting down, sometimes that helps. And sometimes, you know, you want to pull the other lawyer out of the room and have a conversation with the other lawyer during the mediation as well. It doesn't work as well when you right. go to this room, and a chat room, and this room, and that And room. you have right. to say to the mediator, hey, can you put me in a room with the other lawyer? True. I mean, that, you know, but so- But we'll grow and we'll learn. Absolutely. Yeah. And we'll get better at that. And, and listen, we've done successful mediations and, you know, we like you, I mean, it, I've seen it and I appreciate it because sometimes not just wherever your client may be, but where the opposing counsel may be, now you don't necessarily have to pick just a mediator from down here. Maybe they, yeah. pick a mediator from anywhere. And the mediators yeah. are in North Carolina or Colorado right. or their right. summer home or wherever it is. And right. it's just uh, that much quicker and easier. Right. right. So yeah. there's definitely some benefits, I think, that have come out of this. Yes. Yeah. That will continue on. They will. Yeah. And I, I'm a fan of Zoom uh, for hearings, but not for everything. Well, so right? early, early on in my right. career, we had a case where it was in Canada. The mm-hmm. accident or the doctors or somebody was in Canada. And you could either spend three days traveling up there and $10,000 doing it. Or you could go downtown to the courthouse where they had the camera and the TV. Mm-hmm. And you did it in an hour and a half. And it was a no-brainer. Oh, right. no, it was quick. It was easy. Right. It was done right. in that given circumstance. On the other times, it's good to face-to-face when you're taking a doctor's deposition at, at University of so-and-so and, and you're in the area and, mm-hmm. and you're there. So it's got its pros and cons. Yeah, for sure. And the business travel, you know. Yeah, that's gone. <laughs> you know, I mean, I the defense lawyers are yeah. hating it because they're not getting to spend the days and the money and the time and the effort. But the, I guess the insurance companies are saving huge amounts of money on yeah. that. Yeah. And even the adjusters that used to have to fly down here from Omaha or 
right, for or Wichita or wherever it was right. for mediation, mm-hmm. it was mandatory. Now they and their kids screaming and the dogs barking in the background, <laughs> and you're doing the mediation. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely benefits, but you also lose those little subtle, you know, body language. You lose body language. Well, it's a big fr- problem on a cross when examination yeah, when you're, you're examining even, somebody. Yeah. You see them sweat. Right. You don't see them sweat on a TV. Exactly. Um, Although you are very, you know, <laughs> you get a good close up of the face. That's one thing I'll say about video conference. You're definitely closer to someone's face than you otherwise would be in normal conversation. But the squirm but in the chair, the body language, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the crossing of the arms, it. the leaning back, the fidgeting leg, whatever it is. Right. Those visual cues are so important. Well, so when you pick a jury, we had, we've always had. For years, the jury doctors, there's a TV show with this person that they would look at somebody and see the way they sit. And if you cross your arms like this versus sitting open, leaning back and exactly body language of people and how that plays into their testimony yeah. and their believability, their credibility. And the jury sees it too. I'm not so sure that that's yeah. happening now. Yeah. These are interesting times. Yeah. So uh, I think networking, the referral network will continue to go on virtually. Most of this stuff is virtual anyways, right? But you guys are going to well, so resume we, live we, events We soon? used to have, we try. The baseball you know, games I, We had stuff. baseball games. We right. sponsored a Marlins game in the past. And and actually, Marlins, you can do that because nobody right. goes to the game. So right. we could it's bring so our 100 you, people. You can social um, distance. But we're, we're trying, you know. <laughs> some people just don't want, if they have health concerns yeah, or family sure. concerns, you're taking yeah. care of a loved one, an older person, or somebody that's got some health concerns, I I get that. You don't want to do that. But as we hopefully come out of this circumstance a little bit, we'll try to get people together. One of the things like you guys, this is a great idea. The podcast is wonderful. You still get to talk to people, educate people and and work through it. So we're continuing with the podcast. We're rebuilding our website and adding uh, sections on the website for the network members. Still doing a great job on trying to refer cases to people within our network that have the need for whatever kind of law. And And where can people find the radio program again? So go to to pantalaw.com on our website. Go to Community Newspaper. We're on there. We have a, a young lady, Misty Buck, who does a great job, Miss Inc., with our social media. So it's on social media. Google Mitchell Panter, Brett Panter. It's all there. Panter, great. Panter, and San Pedro. We were out there, pantalaw.com again. We've had about eight shows already where we've had uh, real estate and immigration, divorce. Uh, we, you know, we try to bring different people on that are doing different topics to educate people. And, Fantastic. You know, it's a good thing. Excellent. And if somebody wanted to join the network or try Contact to join the me. network. Yeah. Uh, easy email, mpantrapantalaw.com. We're still accepting we'll new members. A point of, you know, it, it's a lot of referrals. So yeah. we, we are still growing. We are still getting new members, um, but it's people that we're meeting, different areas of law. We try not to inundate it so we don't have 12 bankruptcy guys and 13 right. divorce you lawyers. Only have but one bankruptcy. I agree with you 100%. Well, there's, <laughs> just, a, there's a north, there's a south, but even, even that there's used to be. Room for everybody. Huh? Well, it used to be that you wanted to have somebody in the north and somebody in the right. south, but nowadays you're yeah, on you Zoom. Who cares? So right. we've handled cases throughout the world. I mean, we've had clients in Israel and South America, wow. in Canada, you know, any part in the world yeah. because Florida is a mecca of people come here from all over the world. So right. if you're in a cruise and you have an accident jurisdiction or the place where the case can be brought is Miami and you have to bring it in Miami. So if you're a foreigner or if you're some other state you have and you get injured on a cruise and you want to file a lawsuit, it has to be done in Miami. So that's why they would come to us for that. Well, there you go. There you have it. Well, Mitchell, this has been fun. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, if thanks, you Mitchell. enjoyed this Thank episode, you. please give us a five-star review. Share it with your friends and family. Follow us on wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we will see you next time. Next time. Thank you, Nelson Rasak. For more information on this show and other resources, visit fastamron.com and connect with us on LinkedIn, 
Facebook and Instagram at Fast Amron.